All right, man. Look like we're live now. So check this out, man. Welcome back to the Menology Project podcast, where I'm your host, Quentin. And on this podcast, man, all we want to do here is work out or work through some strategies to help us as men grow in a few areas like relationship, health, and in our faith. Um, so it's so I'm so happy to be back. Uh, I know I've been on a little small hyenas. I've been doing the summer, some stuff around the house and all that kind of good stuff. But I'm back to finish out the rest of this year. And what I wanted to do was kick it off with an extremely important topic. Uh, since in our society, we have a deficit of fathers in the home. Uh, our young men and our young ladies are just kind of, you know, living life out on their own terms, their own understanding. And it's because of the absence of fathers in the home. And so what I want to do is bring an awesome father to the table to sit down and have a great conversation with me. Uh, this is an old time friend uh, way back in the day. My buddy, Chris. Newing. Thank you, sir, for joining us on this show today. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on here. It took a while, but we got it together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We it took a small minute, but we uh, definitely got it together. Uh, we tried to get a couple of connects back <laughs> a right. few months ago, and stuff. The COVID hit. It was just like crazy. But uh, yeah. but but uh, Chris is uh, just to give you guys a little background on uh, my man here. This guy is an awesome dad, a uh, great husband. Uh, but he's a father of three daughters. And then I just learned that he has two stepdaughters. So he's actually a father of five daughters. Talk about what type of impact of a man do you have to be to put something into five girls? Uh, but I thought he would be a good person to have a conversation with around. Um, basically, I just picked out five reasons on why a father and daughter's relationship is very important. Um, and then we're just going to kind of walk through each one of them and then basically just discuss and talk about each segment. Um, I have an 11 year old daughter. Uh, and so what better way to get, you know, some information and get some growth in my own knowledge around raising a daughter by going to someone who's put out uh, five magnificent little ladies that are in college. They're doing well for themselves. Uh, the heads are on right. Uh, they have their father in their life, uh, all aspects. And so. I just say you guys sit back and uh, let's all just learn. All right. All right, man. So listen, first thing first. So we do know and we were talking about this before we even got going is that uh, there's a small deficit or maybe a large deficit <laughs> uh, because they say most of these homes are running. Uh, most of the families have been broken down and it's basically because there's no fathers in the home. Um I'm a big watcher of YouTube, so I'm always watching videos just to kind of educate myself on what other people are talking about. OK, uh, and I'm finding out that there's a lot of misinformation out there around uh, how ladies are behaving, uh, you know, what they're doing, the way that their thought process is, the, their emotional, you know, being unstable in their emotions and all of this stuff. But when I do did my research, if it really just stemmed all the way back, as we all know, back to just no father in the home to help keep the balance between the mother and the father. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is that just tell the people, first of all, like, how did you keep your sanity with five ladies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it uh, it wasn't easy. It really wasn't. Um the the home that you talked about is extremely important. It is extremely important that the home be maintained. Right. Um, and unfortunately, 
their mother and I, we divorced. Mm -hmm. uh, this is my, um, my daughter's biological mother. Uh, and the divorce really, it just didn't affect me. It adversely affected my daughters. And so that was a challenge trying to get through that. So once mm -hmm. we had the stability of the home, that'll make it a lot easier. But for, for me, it was really tough because here I am trying to help my daughters matriculate through this divorce, the pain of mom and dad not being together anymore. Yeah. You know, the, the, this person's moved on and different things like that and trying to get them going. So it was a, it was a challenge. It, it, it was, man, you got me, you got me thinking, brother. <laughs> you know, it was, it was really tough. Um, so I, I think, but for me, uh, my main thing was to make sure that my daughters are stable to, yeah. you know, me dating and finding somebody new. There were plenty of times like I was planning on going out for the evening and my daughters would call and say, well, they'll let me know like dad, we don't want to go home with mom. We want to stay with you. That was my priority. And yeah. I think that uh, uh, what a lot of men we have to do is that we have to make our children our priority, but we're talking about daughters. So, right. That's extremely important because, like the old adage says, we are the first man in their life. We pretty much set the foundation for how they're going to think, how they're going to act, the type of man that they're going to go for. Now, as, as they become adults, they're going to make their own decisions. You know, there's no getting around that. That's just going to happen. Right. But if we set a solid foundation for our daughters, they'll do better in choosing them because it's true. A lot of a lot of women are looking for uh quote unquote father figures in the the people that they date because that masculine component right that leadership component has been absent from their life for so long so that's the thing that I really try to maintain with them right um before we even get into these five things uh what was the most challenging uh thing coming from the divorce and uh and then you know basically rearranging the furniture if you want to say as a metaphor you know <laughs> right. you know because of divorce literally right. just it, it literally just a it's an explosion so everything is everywhere but then like what was the challenge of you know now stepping in this role um uh not really a single dad because their mom is you know is still there but but right. a role where you had to actually step up and kind of be both so what, what was probably the right. first challenging thing that hit you and that's the thing for me, it was being both because by I'm a man, but by right. nature, I'm, I'm a nurturing type of individual and not to talk bad about her. But their mother wasn't that type of person. She was a career, she, a career person, kind of focused on that. Not really the traditional mother role with the girls. So the biggest challenge is that I had to be the, the father, the disciplinarian, the yeah. leader. The provider yeah. and i also have to give that nurturing uh thing to them uh that a mother would give like teaching them about how to you know how to dress how to carry yourself even teaching them about um just natural biological functions of women yeah. that was really tough there was a lot of things that <laughs> yeah. as a man i had to it's tough <laughs> i would that say that, had, that goes as the number one <laughs> that's number one <laughs> that's number one but you know it was uh giving them that um, because at the time their mom was kind of going through her thing. And uh, thank God that she and I are in a good place now and we've co-parented better. So that was a blessing. That's excellent. Yep. That's excellent. But um, 
you know, which is why I never get up up here in trash or we went through our thing. But at the end of the day, it was about the kids. But like, as you stated, that was the, the challenging thing, wearing all those different hats as a single father in, you know, at that moment. So when I look at um, uh, just as when you just look at where the, our young <laughs> ladies are at today, uh, the music videos depict one yeah, thing, right. social media depicts another uh we're talking about self-image body image um uh 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 weight you know the fat thin this i mean so i'm learning dude uh, you know that the girls minds are everywhere about everything at one time and they're trying to make sense of you know everything so what I'm, you know, so what I've been doing is really trying to research even just for myself uh, is that how do I actually bring balance uh, to my little honey? Right. So right. Because right now she's 11. So she's literally right in that stage. But, you know, between 11 and 15 is right where you start actually creating the foundation of actually who you're going to be, you know, how you're going to carry yourself, what your true personality is going to be. So basically getting that imagery around who she actually wants to be, how she wants to act. And all that stuff. So I found out that I actually create this balance for her in those areas without even knowing that I'm creating these balances uh, uh, because she asks so many questions. Uh, and, you know, when we were growing up, man, our parents didn't really want to hear you asking a lot of questions. You know, no. you, you know what <laughs> Boy, what? <laughs> but it's like you see I'm sitting here watching TV, you know, whatever. But I just learned that. Oh, uh, you might be able to do that with boys and maybe be able to get away with it with a little bit, uh, because I still think that you have to put some time in with your sons, but with your daughters, you literally have to be um, available 22 hours a day. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It's yes. basically not 24. You get two hours by yourself. You know what I'm saying? But then, but 22 hours a day for your young lady, you have to be available. Sometimes you don't get the two, Quentin. I'm telling it, you, sometimes you don't get listen, the two. And, and listen, I get two. I got one. So you, get, you know, with five, you probably didn't. You, you actually had some carryover. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but let's just talk about probably one of the biggest things that I think that our young ladies today are having a challenge with, um, which is self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So for your, I'm gonna give you what my view is on what I see, and then. But for your daughters, like from a self-esteem standpoint, what was the pull from them that let you know that, man, it's very important that I do A, B and C to create this self-esteem in them that will actually carry them past the girly catty, you know, you're ugly, you're this. Your daughter has to have some thick skin. She has to have some self-esteem because, you know, women can be pretty catty when they're younger. And even when they get older, but you know, you're battling that girls are trying to up you. You're not pretty as me, even though your daughter is beautiful. Somebody will still try to come at you because of how other people are raised. So what did you do from a self-esteem, you know, uh, we're looking at your girls, five different girls, five different personalities. Now just take me through what did that look like as far as building self-esteem in them to be who they are today? Right. Um, Every day I told my daughters, on top of telling them how much I love them, I always told them how beautiful they were. And I made sure that I continued to do what their mother and I did, was surround them around positive images that looked like them. Yeah. You know, uh, we would talk about 
um, different things that they were experiencing at school. Now with my daughters, raising girls, but raising black girls, that can be a real challenge because uh, our black women, they are, it really, in my opinion, the black woman is the standard of beauty because everyone copies her look, but right. they don't make her feel beautiful. Right. And I used to tell my daughters those things. I said, look, everybody wants to be tan like you. Everybody wants to look like you. They want to have this feature. You are beautiful. The world may not be telling you this, but you are. You know, right. we like my like right now, all my daughters wear their natural hair. Yeah. No weaves, no perms, no nothing. You know, because just the teaching that I gave them that your hair is beautiful, it, it doesn't have to look like hers or hers. You're perfect just the way you are. Right. Uh, I, I remember like my daughters, like the boys weren't really like falling all over them in high school and stuff like that. And I know that that bothered them. But I told them, I said, girls, what you're going to find is when you get off, I was just giving them like my experience, you know, just like from dealings with my sisters, cousins, and other uh, female friends and whatnot. This is what they went through. You're experiencing this now. Here's strategies that you can go through this. A lot of it is just be patient. Your time will come. And just mainly reassuring them that they are beautiful. And then it's going to get to the point where she's going to be like, well, you're just saying it because you're my dad. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you're just saying it because you're my dad. I'm like, I know, sweetie but you are, and you're going to find out. And as they went off to college and, you know, just started their lives, it's just like, man, these guys are like all over me now. I'm like, right. Right. you know, <laughs> you know, right. you know yeah. middle school and high school is not the true indication of how things are going to be in life. So it's just consistently yeah. showing them that love every day, but in the marriage, also showing that love and appreciation for your wife towards them and it being right. genuine. Now, when they see that, it's okay. Well, I want that. And then they say, okay, you know, dad makes mom feel beautiful. I'm going to find someone who makes me right. feel that way also. Right. Yeah. That's, um, and you went right to what I was going to say, which is the first thing I'm, I'm always telling my daughter is <clears throat> everything basically before 18, 19. <laughs> It's just rehearsal, right? You just it, it, kinda, right. I used to say practice. Yes. Practice. <laughs> you just really rehearsing. You're practicing. You're getting an understanding. It's all learning curves. Um, one of my biggest strategies for my daughter was um, was basically um, taking her on a date. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, a couple yes. of times a month. Um, uh, that became uh, very instrumental. And the way that she started to view herself even today, right? Absolutely. Uh, because when we would go on our dates, we would get fully dressed up. So she would get her hair done. I literally would take her to the hairdresser to get her hair done. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I would sit there. Sometimes me and my wife would swap it out or whatever because, right. uh, but then I would get, I would shave, cut my beard, throw cologne on, a blazer, jeans. I mean, I would be, I mean, you would think I was going out with my wife <laughs> because I would get right. I would get so dialed up. Um, but for her, that became a standard of what a guy should look like when you're taking me out, and then what I should be doing to myself to take you know to go out with a guy. So we right. kind of started that, and then as we she got older, uh, 
then I kind of let start letting her know that, listen, you basically don't, you're not actually trying to be beautiful for no one other than yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like really trying to Absolutely. center in that if you can, if you can actually be beautiful for you, you know, you grow your hair or cut your hair for you. You don't, mm -hmm. you know, there'll be time. And I tell her, you know, cause she looks at her mom and this is a good thing you said about husband and wife, right? Cause she looked at her mom, my, my wife and she goes, well, mom cuts her hair because you like it. I was like, right. But that's a time in your life. And that person that's in your life at that time is the right. only person that you will give absolutely any uh, entrance into your world to where they can actually have influence on what you do, how you do, when you do this, how you do that. Other than that, basically, you're going to actually do stuff for yourself. I say, so however you feel you should look, however you feel that you should have your hair, it has to be beautiful to you. Yes. And then that way you don't have to really worry about what somebody else says is because I, I'm really doing whatever I do. I do it for me. If I like this style, like my, my daughter's 11, so she has her own little way she likes to dress. Um, and I just tell her, I was like, it's cool that you have your own style that you like to dress. And then you don't let any of your friends actually tell you or deter you from dressing the way that you would like to dress. My daughter's very pretty. So she'll show up to something in a sundress and you would think she should have had on shorts and some gym shoes, but <laughs> she, my daughter would come in a sundress with sandals on. You know what I'm right. saying? With a wrap. And you'll be like, uh, you know, you we got a bouncy house. But to her, it's like, <laughs> it's cool. I'm still going here. But this right. is the way that I view myself. And mm -hmm. this is the way that I want to do it. And it's and it's co-signed and stamped by my dad. Yeah. Um, and uh, even to this day, when she goes shopping with my wife or whatever, dude, she'll send me pictures mm -hmm. like, hey, dad, is this top OK to wear? Uh, are these shorts okay for me to wear? Do you what do you think about the back on this sundress? Do you think too much of my back is shown? So you see what type of connection now we're getting to where mm -hmm. I'm helping her understand how to govern the right. proper way to look at eleven. And then when I told her, I said, and and I told her, sweetie, when you get sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, the conversation is going to be based around a whole bunch of other type of clothes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but they're still we're still trying well, to build yeah. this self esteem. And then really telling her about the way that God actually views you, you know, so it's you and it's God. That's, you know, Whoops. no, no you're that. okay. Um, and really trying to instill that in our young ladies that there's only two people at some point in your life that you got to worry about. How do you look? And that's to yourself and to God. Are you presentable yeah. to God? And are you presentable to yourself? And if we can get that in them, then you don't have to worry about your daughter doing Instagram shots and right. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, right. TikTok stuff. It's I, like, I just want to throw something in real quick. No, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you said something that was really key. Your daughter would send you pictures to be like, Hey dad, is this okay? Is that okay? You're doing it right because that's what my daughters did. Yeah. And that does carry on into their teens. Now the teens going to be something totally different. That's where we go back. <laughs> And we reinforce the foundation, right? You know, but yeah, but that that's really important, you know. When you said that, and well, mommy cuts her hair because you like it. See, right. you and your wife are showing her a healthy male female relationship, right? And you also said something key when you told her, well, that's for a different time at your life. So when she gets to that point, right, she'd be able to do that for her husband. Yeah, and it, it is. It's all just setting 
good, healthy foundations and boundaries. I, I really yeah. uh, just want to touch on that when you brought that out. Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, like you said, it's that foundation. Um, and I think that if you're not self-esteem, I think it's probably the most important thing that a daughter, um, a young girl has to have established Absolutely. very early. I, I'm talking anywhere between that two to 15 that self-esteem has got to be locked and loaded um, it, to it where has to be. it has to be. Well, like you said about you, how your daughter's like, man, the guys are not doing this and this and this. If it's not locked and loaded, then they will go into a slump, depressed. I'm ugly. I hate myself. I mean, literally, there's well, you can see where our social media, you know, where the, the whole thing around that around these young ladies is that. The less I show, the more people will be into me. And that's that's low self-esteem. Like any lady that's looking at this, that's actually low self-esteem. If you feel like you need to show more of yourself to for somebody to say that you're pretty or something, then that means you actually have low, you actually think less of yourself because it shouldn't matter what you have on. You can have a t- listen, some you know, back in our day, man, and this is what gets me that back in our day. You girls will come out in jogging pants and stuff, and you still was getting those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> still, still falling the baggy clothes from the 90s. We falling out all over. We, like, oh we, were, gosh, you <laughs> we were like going you know? crazy over there, like the T Boss yeah. look. It was like yep, dude, yeah. cross colors and all that. And we we're like going crazy, and you yep. couldn't see nothing. You know what I'm saying? You you yeah. didn't girls didn't really show that, but that lets you know that the young ladies think that they have to do one thing, um, Mm -hmm. but they don't really have to. And so uh, like I had to take my daughter off of TikTok because Mm -hmm. I wasn't really aware of what TikTok was all about. So I got on there because I wanted to start doing some stuff for my t-shirt company. (laughs) Right. I had to cancel that. I got her off of it and I canceled (laughs) off of mine because I was like, so TikTok is basically a bunch of foolishness. So as soon as you open it up, it's like, 20 rows of foolishness mm-hmm. from these young ladies who think that this is the way of life to get people to actually notice who you are. And when I saw that dude, immediately I had to take my daughter on a date and then we had to have another reinforcement on self-esteem. Right. Right. You, you know, uh, uh, let me just throw this in there. Also, I, I may mention about with, with us having black daughters, my daughters, are darker skin also and what plays into the self-esteem is that our culture has always had this colorism thing yeah uh, we, we can go way back to uh to the uh, historically black colleges and universities you couldn't get into sorority unless you were lighter than the paper bag and stuff like that i yep. remember my daughters would come home emotionally distraught telling me like dad uh, it didn't matter they were black boys white boys asian boys whatever oh oh you're cool for a dark girl Right. Or, you know, or, you know, I'm looking for a white girl or whatever, you know, but you're cool. If you was a little lighter, I mean, just the, the foolishness that they're going to hear out there. Right. You know, from every man because of this crazy standard is yes. important that we reinforce. Yes. You know, the values in them. Yeah. Um, I'm the, I'm on the same playing field. My daughter is a complete chocolate chip to the core. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about like extra chocolate, dark chocolate, yes. you know, yes. um, and then, and I do the same thing for her. Um, I talk probably 80% about how beautiful chocolate skin is. That's, that's what my thing is, is that you don't understand that you're the rarity 
when you walk into mm-hmm. a place that you're mm-hmm. going to be actually a yeah. rare gem. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be a rare gem. You're not going to be a diamond. Like everybody might consider themselves a diamond. You're going to be more like the ruby, the sapphire, something that's very rare. Mm-hmm. I said, and so when you carry in yourself, you carry yourself as a rare commodity, like a rare woman. Like I'm not, yeah, I don't look like them. And it, and this is the thing. It's cool if if I'm not your type. And then also teaching her that you're not everybody's type anyway. Yeah, that's it. You, you're not. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're right. I, I think it's important also to give our daughters uh, appropriate doses. I call it a, uh, what did I call it? Like age appropriate doses of reality. Yes, sir. You know, I do agree. It, it, like I tell them, I said, listen, in my house, you're my princess. You're my darling. You're my sweetheart. You're all that. But when yep. you go outside that door, <laughs> right. this is your kingdom. This is your safe haven. That's you it, know. Yep. But when you go outside that door, I need you prepared because they're not going to look at you like that. And I tell them, I said, girls, look, right now, everybody wants the light skinned girl, the Latino girl or whatever. But when you grow into your full womanhood. Yep. Men are going to come for you. And like I said earlier, they're like, well, these guys are all over you. What do I do? All right, calm down. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, 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 I told you this was coming, yeah. you know. Because you basically have to let guys grow up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys are just immature. So one thing looks great for that time. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all it is, is that they're just immature. I was immature. Oh yeah, me too. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I dated a lot of light-skinned, Hispanic type, but then I married a chocolate chip. You see what I'm saying? Because you made an like excellent said, choice, brother. One, well, <laughs> hey. once you get once you get older, it you know things just change. And I'm not saying anything about you know light-skinned women or whatever like that. It's just that for me, but, the preference changed. No different than a guy who may talk to dark-skinned girls all the time when he's younger and then marry somebody light or white or whatever. It's just your preference just change because of your own maturity. And then what you like to see, sometimes what you like to see just changes. You go, man, this right here actually do look nice. And I mean, that's how we got interracial couples today is because basically you look over and go, man, five years ago, I would have never looked over here, but today, (laughs) You see what I'm saying? But today I actually mm-hmm. look over here and I actually my eyes because we we're you know, everything that God built us is through our eye gate. So, yeah, when I see somebody like, what do you think about NRA? I say, well, listen, God created man with eye gates. We 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 take everything in through our eyes. I was like, and so if a young man sees this woman over here and she's attractive to him. Then go for it, because. That's what we that's how we look at stuff. We don't look at stuff no other way. We had we either look at you and you look good. <laughs> that's how come it's very important from a self-esteem standpoint, just to, to let your daughters know that first of all, you're not everybody's type. You're only actually a few guys type. Now, a lot of guys might try to date you, but you're only a few guys type. And when I say type, I'm talking about like getting married type, like a guy who wouldn't yes. want to settle down. Mm-hmm. who can take you in and really want to be. So really, overall, that pot is not as big as it looked when you're looking at all these guys out here wondering why nobody's talking to me. Is because basically the pot is actually pretty small. You know, we mm-hmm. learned that because now we're in our 40s and 50s that mm-hmm. all that dating is just, like I told my son, I was like, dating is just kind of, it's not really practical. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. It's it is it's just like it's like for practice yeah. and for fun. 
that's, <laughs> that's it. all it is. Yeah. yeah that's, that's all it is. It, and even like, like I, I tell my daughters when we talk about dose of reality, I'm like, listen, you got to understand it takes guys time to grow up. Yeah. But also you don't know how God's going to bless you because right. he may bring someone into your life at a particular stage in your life. If you're ready for it, you're ready. If you're not, you're not. But you right. have to be able to recognize these things. Because I tell them, I said, you know, black women, there's there, there's two million more black women in America here than there are black men. So the odds are not in your favor. So I'm not, not saying just take any one, but right. develop yourself to be the type of person that right. that a good man will want. And then you yourself as the woman, you have to pick these good qualities in this man. You can't be uh, influenced by society. Well, he got to do right. this or he got to look like that or whatever, whatever. Right. And, and that's the challenge. That that is that's a one huge, of many challenges. Right. One of many challenges. So my thing is that like so once we actually really narrow down this self-image, I mean um, the self-esteem part, um then we have another influence and we kind of touched on a little bit is that body image. Yes. Um and really you know, talking about how our daughters would actually send us a picture about what they're wearing and and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to tell you what, for me, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm like, no, nah, you know, culottes, you know, you need to wear. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need to wear. You, you know, touch your ankles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but what I love is that my wife helped balance me out. Um, and she just kind of, you know, we we kind of really had a good conversation about it. And she was like, listen, dude, um, you're going to have to balance out. All the strict stickler stuff that you have in your round, mind around your daughter you're gonna have to balance it out um uh and and really come up with something that's going to be feasible for both of you all so that you can continue to build a good relationship mm -hmm. because if you're just hammering her all the time then she's not gonna really want to deal with you and that's true you see what i'm saying and so Absolutely. that was like a, like a real quick lesson to learn uh, and like I said, my daughter is not even in a teenage stage yet, but it's like, okay, so how do I balance this stuff out? Like, what do I do? So, you know, what I end up doing, dude, I started going shopping with her. Uh, I don't go all the time, um, but I do. And I will take her shopping. Like she'll be like, oh, dad, let's go shopping. And then I'll be like, okay, cool. And then I'm standing outside the, you know, the dressing room. She's got, you know, 700 outfits just like her mom you know and listen and like i keep i keep saying she's 11 so you don't think that maybe i got a 30 a 13 or 50 year old here. right right but this kind of goes into her prettiness is that she'll go man to have 14 different shorts 12 different shirts nine sundresses and then she'll go through those and then i'm talking to her about what each item looks like from both the it's a cute standpoint and then from a body image Right. You don't really need to show A, B, and C. There's a time when you need to show this. There's an age bracket when you go here. Well, I want to show my belly. Well, unfortunately, you're not old enough to take the heat that comes with showing your stomach. And I told her, exactly. there's going to be a time in your life that you will. Mm -hmm. And that gives dad enough time to actually teach you how to actually handle the heat that comes with you actually showing your stomach off. So, exactly. but like right now at 11, that's a no-go. Now at, in the house, in this safe haven, like you said, mm -hmm. you can rock that. 
You can rock your short. You can do all that because it's just me, your mama, and your brother. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And then when when we would have people come over for work, do the kitchen and stuff. And before I say, hey, somebody's on their way over. I know, Dad. I'm going to go change. Because you got to mm-hmm. get in the mindset that there's a certain way that people who are not in your circle should never mm-hmm. see you a certain way. And that's and also – I just want to throw that – sorry to interrupt again. No, no, no. Go that's ahead. Also, that's also protection for her. Yes. Be- because in this, in this outside world, unfortunately – and I'm not going to get on the man bashing thing. I'm not going to do that. But since we're talking about daughters – this reality of it that there are some people out there right. some, it, that'll be like they'll look at you. I right. tell my girls they'll look at you and they'll be attracted to you and they will actually say it in themselves like that's for me, right? And then weird. you want to protect yourself. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> so it is. It's not. And you're gonna. And as they become teens and they want to do that more and reveal a little bit more. We just have to remind them, honey, this is not me trying to micromanage your life, but also teach you how to protect yourself. Even when they get to college, I told my daughters, one thing you got to understand. You don't go visiting dorm rooms right between the hours of nine and 4 a.m. Nope. <laughs> you, you, you just don't. You know, you send a different message. <laughs> right. It's a different message. A different well, message. I just came over to watch TV. No, no. not to boys. So, <laughs> No, oh no, no, absolutely. <laughs> you sleep. You're coming over at 1.30 in the morning. Cool. <laughs> you know, like oh. yeah, and that's a good thing too. Um, um, to really be continue to hammer on them, and that also helps protect the whole body image uh piece cool. of them is really understanding. Um, and for all you all young ladies that's even can watch it, if y'all can share this with anybody, man, share it with some young ladies because basically the man in your life, which is your father or uncle, whatever God has put in place for you to actually be able to glean from somebody. It's very important because they're going to help you set all the right standards around the way that you should carry yourself. Um, And when you're talking about self-esteem and then you're talking about body image, you're talking about two things that society right now in this culture are really taking a hit on. It's really body image is like a real big thing. Now you, you have black women who come pretty much built out the gates majority of the time um mm-hmm. you know basically shapely because of the genetics are right. now trying to enhance the genetics that you had given straight from god and yeah, yeah. that lets you know that body image now today in this culture man has taken a hard left when you have beautiful already uh shapely uh, black women who are now trying to add but this and this and this and it's like right what's going on but then like and these five are all linked each other and and why i picked them because if you're doing that and you already look good and you're doing trying to do more that means you have low self-esteem see how self-esteem is number one and so if you if if if, if the ladies are waking up looking at their bodies in a certain way it actually kills Mm self-esteem which has you out there at the you know plastic surgeon trying to enhance something basically because you don't feel pretty yourself. And that's the main thing father that we have to do is we have to instill in our daughters that the beauty is in the inside as well as the outside, but they have to do it for themselves. Exactly. And the beauty that you have, you know, you have to block out the noise of what the world is telling you. You're already, you're built the way God 
wanted you to be. Now, right. if you don't like your weight, if you don't like your muscle tone, he's giving you the ability or the yep. quote unquote grace to yep. do something about it. Yep. But yep. augmenting your body to where you're looking like a comic book character. Right. That is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. ridiculous. I just yeah. I I can't understand it. Um, but then I do. Like I said, we started off the show. You know, you're talking like 70 percent of the homes are without male figures. Um and then you have probably another 30% of that that have male that are in the house that actually are not there. So they're in the house, but they're absent. And you can't have 30%. You can't have 70-something percent of the men are not even in there, which leaves us with barely nothing. And then 30% of that, you have men that are in the house, but they're not even engaged in any type of well-being for their daughters at all. And right. that speaks to where we're at right now. Uh, and this kind of goes like what you said, um, because they do get a, of age and then they do make decisions for themselves. Uh, and me and my mom was having a conversation about this and she was like, well, you know, if you know they can make their own decisions, what do you do about that? You know, how do you combat that? I told her, I said, well, let me just tell you this. Every decision that a kid makes. Is not really what you think when you say that they're actually making their own decisions because whatever the house was brought up in, that's what shaped them. So their decisions are coming basically on how they were shaped. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it, listen, yep. and this is a hard thing to hear because you'll look at your kid and be like, no, they did that because they wanted to. And I'll tell you that I study psychology and behavioral science. And I'm telling you that, the way a home is shaped, mm -hmm. uh, the atmosphere in the home, mm -hmm. the kids are going to make decisions based out of that. And I'm not saying that parents are actually have done anything wrong. I'm just saying that mm -hmm. their, I, their way that they think is from the home. So whether you have had time to actually help them digest stuff that they saw in the house mm -hmm. and, and give them the right information so that they can make better decisions you know, because sometimes that happens. You don't really get a chance to talk to your kids. I mean, my son, my daughter talks a lot. My son, you got to I had to like build a relationship with him. Right. Well, well I had to build it. I mean, literally, God just told me like me and him started hanging out. We went out every Friday when he was nine years old till he was about till COVID hit, basically. Right. <laughs> so every Friday or Saturday, dude, we were going to Buffalo Wild Wings or somewhere to hang out. Mm -hmm to build this relationship so we can talk. It took three, four months before he even had a conversation with me at the restaurant. He would literally just eat his food and look at me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But even the same thing with my daughter that I started dating her at three years old and even at all the way now, I'm still, I just told her the other day, it's time for us to go on a date. She's like, Oh yeah. You know, plan us something dad, you know, and I teach her that, Hey, the guy should come prepared. Guys should come prepared. He shouldn't be calling like, what you want to do? No, he should come with yeah, right. stuff to do. And yeah. then if you don't want to do that, then you can interject and say, oh, man, I was thinking we do A, B, and C. Then he go, oh, okay, we could do that. That's cool. Because, you know, we're really flexible. It's like, oh, we could do that. But I said, you really want guys to become prepared. I teach my son that. Be prepared. Come with some plans. Come with some action plans. Ready to rock and roll. Even on a date, be ready. And I told my daughter, you should want a guy to actually come and actually plan a date. Mm -hmm. Don't be a yeah, woman that want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't, you know, I, oh, you gonna take me to this restaurant? No, allow him to actually tell you where you guys are going. 
and then do it. So now at 11 years old, man, she basically just goes, oh, what are we doing on our date night, dad? And then I go, oh, we're going here, 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 and here. And then she'd be like, oh, I kind of wanted to go bowling. Then I say, okay, well, we'll do these two things and then we'll go bowling. And so that's teaching her to compromise. That's teaching her how to interact with a young man, uh, not forcefully, but just kind of throwing it out there. If he does, you know, sometimes I go, nah, I think we're just going to do that. I'm telling you, have fun here. That's also letting her know that, man, if he does take a little bit of a charge, if he does take charge of the date and say, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do this because I already planned it out in that way. It's okay to say, okay, cool. Let's just do that. You know, not my way, my way, my way. He, he didn't do what I wanted to do because once again, our women are headed down that path where it's, you don't hear me. You don't do this. You don't do that. And it's like, no, let's work together as a team, but go ahead and let that dude lead the way. Like let him just go. Cause right now men are not doing it and women have an issue with it. But when men do do it, then they have an issue with that. And so we're trying to really use these five things that actually create a, uh, our young ladies to really be able to balance their emotions when it comes to real life, basically not just dating, but just real life. Um, now this third one is really cool because this one just talks about the behavior and, um, like our influence on our young ladies for their behavior. And you had already touched on it, which is do not go to a guy's house. Between the hours of 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. Or 6. <laughs> you know, don't do that. But that influence their behavior, how they're going to carry themselves. How You know, what are they going to really do uh, when it comes to um, – to that. And then uh, from this article that I find, it says fathers who show love to their daughters and accept them as they are help foster a positive sense of themselves. Um, and we kind of start talking about that, which is really embracing. Hey, if you walk in your natural, I love your natural. Yep. Listen, if you got a perm in your head, I love your perm. Mm -hmm. Because if I tell you your natural, the only way that you're going that, you know, you should be wearing your natural. Well, I don't understand why you wear your natural. Well, now I'm telling you that you only look a certain way when you wear natural and that you can't do anything else because this is a standard. Mm. And that's a that that goes a long way from it from an authoritative figure like ourselves in a household. Um, and for your girl, they all rock natural. Is that something that they do on their own or is that the mm -hmm. culture that you've created in your own home? Um you know, that's, for them to for them to want to do that, was that actually just something that you created in the house for them to actually maybe pull towards that way versus, you know, the other way? That's something that they wanted to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my uh, we tried to be as health conscious as possible. Uh, we talked about uh, cultural things. I think that uh, unfortunately, the black family has been under assault for so many yeah. years that you know you know we we let them know be proud of your brown skin your darker skin your lighter skin whatever it is um mm -hmm. my second oldest daughter is lighter than the other two you know <laughs> so you know it was kind of like well it's different for her you know but uh <laughs> yeah but that's another subject no right that's <laughs> right it's a whole <laughs> <another> thing <laughs> yeah but but you know but for them it was the decision that they made they were like, Dad, I, you know, because even with the perms, I'll say, baby, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. Just however you are. But they were just like, 
this is healthier for my hair, for my scalp. When they went natural, their hair started growing like wildfire, man. It was oh, yeah. all over the place. So I, I just reinforced that with them. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I was like, you know, they tell me like some people's like, you know, how come you don't have a, a perm? How come you're wearing a weave or whatever, whatever. But then I just reinforced, baby, this is a choice that you made. This right. is the natural way that God made you. Right. So it's beautiful. Right. You know, I just reinforced that. I never said you have to do this or right. else, you know, you know, setting standards, but giving them some room for choice. That's right. important with uh, with uh, daughters. Also, like like you were saying about your your daughter, you know, you can say he comes with a plan, but you also have leeway to say, well, I was thinking maybe we'll do that. Right. OK, sure. Fine. And, and that also shows is teaching her flexibility and is yep. also teaching her that your opinion matters. Yes. Your yep. opinion matters. And that's yep. the thing that I was also sharing with them. Your opinion matters. You're not just some drone that needs to follow the programming or whatever the man says. Your opinion <laughs> matters. <laughs> you know? Right. I, and I think that that's probably one of the hardest things um, to really get through for this culture today, because women are so, they, you know, women are such powerhouses um, uh, and they really don't even understand how powerful they are um, from a God sense, uh, from really the way that God created them and the power that they actually bring to the table, uh, not only for God's favor uh, and for his blessings on our life, right, as a husband, uh, but just understanding what submission does and what that does for you. And so when I look at these areas of the relationship with the father, we're really trying to teach our daughters that balance. Like, yeah, submission is cool. At the same time, you should have a voice. And that's not because you're trying to have this voice. God actually created you to ask questions so that the conclusion can be drawn a little bit more finer and a little bit more sharper because men are always, we're always out here with a plan. And some of us are even, you know, I know I come to the table, man, with, uh, you know, a football field plan. And I just throw it at my wife. And it's like, you know, every day I talk to her about it. And she'd be like, babe, we just talked about this. I said, yeah, but I got to hear you tell me. I got to hear you tell me some more on how to trim off the fat that I'm trying to do. And so with my daughter, I try to communicate with her or let her watch me and my wife have these discussions so that she can see exactly what role you play um when when you whip someone you know what i'm saying when you're in a relationship uh whether it's you know uh, you know with a man or you're working in a, a working relationship meaning that you have a job that you have to do uh or just navigating your own life that you have these inputs and you have this you have some some you have a lot of oh uh, that god gave you but you can't downplay it for someone who's not ready for it right right you know Absolutely. like you can't you can't dumb yourself down for a dude uh, right. to make him feel better about himself. Uh, that guy has got to come ready and prepared. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I say is that you find somebody who's ready and prepared. You don't if, if you got to feel like you got to lower yourself down, then he's not he's not the one because you want somebody who can actually take you the way God built us as men is that we are actually supposed to take a woman as she is. And we're actually supposed to help women get rid of all the crappy stuff in their life. Uh, it's kind of backwards in the world because we want women Ooh, to so wait backwards. for us, wait yeah. for us and wait till I grow up and wait to this. And God is like, nah, when you read through scripture and I mean, that's a whole nother thing, but mm -hmm. because we're just talking about 
basically creating this, you know, these young late, these young girls into young women. And there, all these parts play in it. So all this natural stuff, but if you don't have all this spiritual stuff in there, if you're not understanding the way that God said that you should be viewed and then the way that God says that men should view you, um, because it's all there in the scripture on how a man should view you. Uh, so that way, that's why you don't really need to have any, no man needs to co-sign anything for your life because God has already co-signed it and told you exactly how value, how valuable you are, how precious you are, uh, how beautiful you are. Uh, all these things are already co-signed by the greatest co-signer that had ever been, which is Jesus Christ. And so you don't really need a human man to actually co-sign. What you need him to do is find out exactly what does he need to do for you from God's perspective. Uh, right. And I think behavior is right up there at the top. <laughs> but I think that no man in the present, no being raised without a father really really damages our young ladies with behavior uh, because it's so woman dominant uh, that a lot of our young ladies come out of single homes where mothers have been the mother and father have went and did all the jobs who, who put the plan a football side football field size plan on the table, chopped it up too and served it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so now you're going to try to become and get with the man. And most guys are already two years behind. So yeah. Yeah. That's a major problem. The absence of the father, even like in my um, relationships, like with my kid's mom when I was married to her, and even with my current wife. Unfortunately, uh, their fathers weren't there. I, I, my, like my first wife, her father was there, but it wasn't in that traditional role, yeah. you know, like like I saw with my mom and dad. And then my current wife, her father passed away when she was five. And oh, yeah. when, when he's missing, yeah. then you see that affects them. And that yep. bleeds over into your relationship, yep. which is why it's, it's, it's vitally important. And uh, to go back and touch on the thing when you said you would make the effort to spend time with your son and yep. to take your daughter out on dates. Men, <laughs> we got a lot coming at us. Yep. Work, life, everything. But you must take time with your children. Yep. Yeah, you may want to go play video games, hang out with the fellas, go play ball or whatever, but you got to give that time to your children because that is what's going to produce the next whole and solid generation. And then when they go on to build their relationships, yep. you know, he knows as a man, he knows how to act as a man, lead the family and whatnot. Yep. And then she's not looking for a father figure in the person that she's in a relationship with. She can yeah. be whole and have good yeah. relationships with him. Yep. I agree, man. Um, me and my uh, wife was talking and um, I just told her, I said, I actually see why most men just get loose, get out of there. Because really being the kind of man, father, husband, brother, whatever, it takes work. It's work. And it, ta it's work. it takes work. And then also it you, being held accountable is very uh intimidating it's very damaging it's very hurtful i mean when you got to be held accountable it's a lot of weight that takes place with that and a lot of men are not absence of fathers we're talking about daughters but when you take a father out the kids suffer yes. so what you end up having yes. is kids you, you so you having people who are growing up that don't understand that being a father is actually hard work and mm -hmm you're actually commanded by God to actually put that work in there. 
Um, um, I like, you know, my kids, man, I'm, I don't miss a practice. I don't miss a nothing. Um, and that's just me. I'm not saying that anybody else has to do what I did. It's just that I feel like I got you for 18 years. I can uh, sacrifice 18 years of what I needed to need to do to make sure that you get all of me every day. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's was my goal before I even got married that I told, cause I come out of a divorced family. So my mom and dad got divorced when I was 10. Um, and so, and I watched a lot of crappy stuff and that was probably one thing that me and my dad talk about even to today. Cause we, you know, me and my dad tight today, but right. that <clears throat> not really understanding that him not living in the house with us was actually pretty, it was, it was, we missed out a lot. Like, yeah. When you're living in it, you feel like this is just normalcy, right? It's just normal mm-hmm. life. But dude, when you get your own family and then you're really a part of every day, I found yeah. out that I and I literally called my dad and was like, dude, man, I, I got gypped. Like I got I missed a lot. You know? And he was like, I know, man, you know, I'm sorry, you know, man, and I did what I could do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it was cool, but every day, 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 17 years for my son, 11 years for my daughter, man. It was a lot that's being missed. And so I understand that being a father is actually pretty tough. And being a father to daughters is an extremely tough thing because we know ourselves. And so the battle is what the heck, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, man. I mean, yeah. we know Ben. So that's what we're looking at is that dude. I don't care. The job is good. College is good. All is these dudes that I know that can have the most effect on you. Um, and so that's the preparation. And these things that we've been talking about, self-esteem, body image, behavior. Uh, the next one was fathers show their daughters how women deserve to be treated. And we don't really need mm-hmm. to go into that one because we've been the basis of this has been talked about as well with right. us being married and, and then you have to show that part of how you treat your daughter, how your daughter learns how to be treated from the father and mother relationship. Mm-hmm. That's how my daughter finds out that man, the, this is what I want. Like, you know, my daughter's 11 dude. And she goes, <laughs> I just hope I can find somebody like you dad. And it'll just be, I can just be good. And mm-hmm. Dude, now I'm not a crier, right? I'm a, I'm one of them ashy hand type men, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm a crier. <laughs> listen, that one kind of got me a little choked up because I'm like, yeah, wow, she got like I'm like, do I mean, do you know how hard I work? Not for an accolade, but how hard I just work every day to try to give my wife, my son, and my daughter 100% of me the best way I can every single day. Um, and, and I told my son, he's like, dad, I can't believe that, you know, they were the, both of the kids. They just, I can't believe you, you know, you, my son, like, dude, you miss no practice. You miss no games. You miss nothing. And I was like, you know what? If I needed to build a business, once I had a family, I actually did something wrong with my life. So building a business after you get married with your family, you actually did it backwards. Like, and I know that this probably is not going to go over well with a lot of guys because they feel like, yo, I got to provide for my family. I got to do all this. And I was like, well, when you go back to where Adam and Eve, the first thing that Adam was given was uh, God's presence and then work. Like work. Yeah. The work, work part of you should have already been established Absolutely. before you got a family. 
You shouldn't be trying Absolutely. to actually create this brand around who you are once you have a wife and kids because it takes away from you being able to give all of them 100% of your time. Yep. Uh, so basically yep. now you got to give them 4% or no percent basically because I got to build this establishment for us. But that's because we're goofy. We're behind. We're lazy. <laughs> I mean, and then without any father presence in your life, you're either you're even farther behind as a man. Um, and then we, you know, and what we're doing is we're trying to build these strong women. You know, your ladies are all in college. You know, they're going to come out, you know, killing the game. And then you got guys are just still behind. It's like, man, I did all of this work for my daughter to fall in love with a goof. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and they're and they're <laughs> out there, man. They are out there. They are out there. And that's the thing. That's the importance of fathers. And unfortunately, even society, like I remember like uh, in the 90s that that you don't need a man for nothing. You don't need him. That mindset, that, that mindset. poisoning has that's not only affected women, but it affected men as well. Well, if you don't yeah. need me, I'm out. I'll impregnate you. You can have this baby. You can go get on aid. You can do that. And I'll just move on. No, yeah. we're vital. We are extremely vital to the family, to the yes. community, and to healthy whole families and communities moving forward. We're vital. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not a big, you know, because uh, I'm a Christian, so I'm not a black and white person like that. Uh, because, you know, our message has always got to go across the board. We don't get a chance to pick and choose how we want to do it. But I will say this, that it is a big shame that in our black community that the father presence is at the higher level, the higher number. Uh, when we're first of all, we're a minority as it is, and then to actually take away a chunk of men out of the presence of homes, um, which in turn took the bulk of all of our next young guys and put them in either jail or, you know, uh, homosexuals, whatever the case may be, that takes them away from being able to have a the traditional godly way mm -hmm. family, the absence of a man that just did that. And so that part to me, I think, you know, you start doing all your homework on this stuff and it's like, wow. Okay. So we really did a number. It's really pitiful that our daughters don't have a bigger pot of men to actually uh, pull from. Uh, that's exactly. not a, you know what I'm saying? That's really a sad situation that it is that we're a minority and we're filled in the jails. And of course, we know history and, 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 and all of what took place. But there's some people in there, man, that actually did some wrong stuff and shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, they should be there. Right, right. <laughs> there's but, some people that also, should be there. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's unfortunate also, like with with the you don't need a man to raise the son. And ladies, I mean this with the utmost of respect. But we're going to deal with the reality of it. Yes. You have a, this generation of young men is processing life through a feminine lens. Yes. The father's not there. He's not uh, in a committed relationship with the mom. He's seeing different men coming in and out of the situation. He's right. seeing that drama. He's seeing the mother and how she responds to that. I thank God for my father because my father let me know this is how you uh, matriculate through life as a man. Right. When you talk to another man, you got to understand there's a chance, there's a low level of violence that could pop off. So you need to talk to him with respect, just like he's going to talk to you with respect. You got to be I, careful. They're missing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
I, I that's so funny because I told my son the same thing, man. I was like, listen, <laughs> we, as men, we do we talk to each other with respect because there is a a very low level there that actually could pop off to something else, uh, yes. because of respect, and that's something, and that's why I said it's so important that fathers have a relationship with their daughters because you have to teach them how to be respectful in a relationship and they can only learn what's been missing because there's no father there. And a lot of these guys are not patient enough and, and, and have enough understanding because they had no real father in their life on even how to actually manage or create mm-hmm. a space that will allow that woman to actually come in and get healed um, mm-hmm. and, and to actually get purged from the, whatever she, because basically if you do your part, the way God said it, God will actually purge that woman from what it is because she's supposed to be under you as it is. So you don't think that God would actually do his, do the due diligence on cleansing and, and, and changing her properly, but that's not going to become from her It's really going to come from you. Are you seeking me? Do you have a relationship with me? Have you set the atmosphere for a family to thrive under your leadership? Because if you have anybody who comes under your leadership, bro, I'm going to cleanse them. I'll change them. Your wife will literally be looking like, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to talk out of turn. I don't want to go crazy. I want to check my own. I tell people all the time, I say, if your wife is not in there checking her own self, it's the atmosphere. Absolutely. It's the atmosphere. It's, it's, it's nothing more than why does she feel the need to do all this? You're not going to tell me that you're the greatest and your wife is not because women are receivers. Right. So, I mean, that's why we're yep. talking about daughters is that you're trying to teach your daughter how to receive something. Mm hmm. So that she could put out the right information, right? We're going on a date. Hey, this is where we're going. No, I don't know if I want to go there. I want to go here. No, baby, I think I want to do this because I already paid for it. I already set it up. And then you don't pop off. You understand that, oh, he did pay for it already, even though I do want to do this. But you know what? Let's go ahead and do what you did. You paid for it. But that's not really the case. Some women will still pop off like. Well, you don't never do it. It's like I, you don't get that I actually pay for this. <laughs> and what we're trying to avoid as fathers is that you're trying to create your young lady to be able to navigate through leadership, because leadership doesn't mean that you're going to always get your way, but you actually should be heard and listened to. Mm-hmm. Great Absolutely. leadership always listens and always responds. I mean, uh, all the good stuff a leader does helps the person under them feel as if they belong, which means that they actually want to do. And so that's the part we're doing as fathers is that we're trying to create an, a, a relationship with our daughters that allow them to be strong, you know, weak, uh, they can be emotional, they can be uh, smart, they can be uh, entrepreneur, they can be whatever. But under that leadership, they feel like, man, I can do all, you know, my dad allowed me to be able to my dad allowed me to cry. I, I could do this. I could do that. But you managed it properly. And so my thing is that next talk we have is going to be about these guys. <laughs> right, right. You got to touch man. on the totality of it. <laughs> we gotta, right. You got to do both. So this is a great conversation. Uh, man, I knew we would do about an hour, man. Uh, oh, but, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to hold any longer, man, because I like to stay right on time. But my thing is this is a great conversation. I do appreciate it. Uh, I'm asking everybody out there, man, if you you know you got this uh, in your Facebook uh, feed, please share it uh, with some fathers out there, man, that may be uh, struggling with their daughters and trying to figure out how to build the right type of relationship. 
here, man, we just got these five things, uh, uh, being an influence in these five areas, which is self-esteem, body image, behavior, how they should be treated and uh, and then teaching them how to go and be in future romantic relationships. Uh, these are three, five very important areas that I thought that should be discussed. Uh, you may see me on here discussing these with another father that has daughters, because I think I love to get different views on whether the men have done, you know, to create and produce successful women. Um, like I said, my daughter's 11. So I thought my buddy here, Chris, has, you know, five girls that are in college. They're rocking and rolling. And I think that you brought some extremely great information to us, man. Um, Appreciate it. I, I just enjoyed it, man. And uh, and we're out of here, man. Check us out every Thursday, 7 p.m., where we'll be going live on Facebook with some better topics. So just want to say peace out. Peace. God bless you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir.